Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of 90 Days on Fire podcast. I've got a special guest for you here, the one and only 90 Day Harvest USD. How are you, girl? Hi, I'm so good. (laughs) I am good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for co-hosting with me. Um, I know that this is your first podcast. Yes, yes, and I'm very excited to be on here with you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm a huge fan of all of your memes. I mean, you've got one of the best personalities, and your memes are always so funny. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) So we are going to be covering Season 2, Episode 18, Are You Done Yelling? Let's start off with Binny and Ariella. Wow, what an episode. This these this couple i mean they fight about important topics but too late yeah <laughs> i mean the baby is here already so you had nine months and you failed how cute is baby avi though oh my god he's so cute <laughs> he's so adorable i liked when binny came out of the the hospital and he's like did you see a white woman pass this way she's like the only white women there they're like she went right (laughs) yeah she ran ran off with your baby she didn't say goodbye to anyone (laughs) she did not she took the baby and she left but she's back and she changed her mind she's deciding to let Binyi do the circumcision after all the baby is going to get circumcised everyone i mean she's being pressured by her parents she's saying her family side binny's side and uh why was she in the room yeah that was so weird and i was really um i was nervous myself uh looking at this uh at this segment and i was just thinking oh my god you're coming inside the uh, the procedure room and you know the the doctor can make a mistake you don't want that for sure just don't distract the doctor just stay calm like you know i know you as a mother like you you would be so stressed to do that right yes i would i i couldn't be in the room to hear my baby screaming like that i mean i breastfed for 13 months so as soon as i hear you know if I hear my baby cry, my boobs just shoot out milk. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty disgusting, but I mean, it's a natural thing and it's a good thing, but um, that's yeah. what happens, you know, when you breastfeed. But anyways, people are saying different things, you know, I'm, I'm at viewers confession posted a confession by a viewer stating that lots of times in Africa, boys get circumcised to help prevent the spread of HIV. I mean, this is not, I'm not a medical professional. I don't know any of these things. So these are not facts. But if you go on Viewers Confessions page, there's a huge battle there going on. People saying, you don't need to get circumcised. That's false information. Um, I know that I I have three brothers. And I asked them about this topic. And they're like, you know what? I'm so glad I got circumcised because it's just, better i mean this mm-hmm. podcast is turning into a circumcision, <laughs> circumcision. <laughs> yeah, i mean but it's a, it, it, it has a big role in, in this episode right so this this kind of debates i definitely don't think there is like um medical benefit to it especially when it comes to hiv like the best protection from hiv just wear, wear a condom be a slut person so uh, i think uh when it comes to uh, circumcision in, in Africa, it had a lot to do with hygiene, especially before 
before like uh, the modern times and even nowadays you know not everyone has access to running water and they need to, to be able to Uh, clean, clean up very well. So, yes, I uh, think yeah. it's, it's more of a hygiene thing too. I, I completely agree with you. Um, Ari's trust in Bingy is extremely low. I mean, he's very worried every time he talks about it. It seems like he's just very worried about his future with her and, mm -hmm. and the family. And he's had a bad experience. We know that. So, you know, he's also super stressed out. Is she going to leave? Is she going to take the baby with her? I mean, To be in that situation must be just just a horrible feeling to know that your your girl, your baby, can decide to up and leave one day and just be gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we, we saw the same situation play out in his past, and obviously, he would be very heartbroken if it uh, repeats again. And I think he is very very loving, and uh, he is very attentive to baby Abby and to Ari when she was pregnant. So. Yeah, I just, I just, I wish them all the best. Like, I think, I think they have a future together if she doesn't run off to, to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> speaking of having a future, get having a future together, polar opposites, Jihoon and Devin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was up? First of all, what's up with the Oriental music that they play when they shoot the scene in South Korea? It's like that's not the right music to play TLC. And I know that a lot of people say the same things about the background music that they play with when it comes to Binyan and Ariella in Ethiopia and then in Jordan. And they just have this weird, like 1970s music. Well, that, that Asian music that they were playing in the background was really like, it reminded me of like some 1970s Asian music or Oriental music. Yeah. It was just weird. I mean, the music part, what was it? Just threw me off, but Do people Actually, were saying the same thing. Like it's uh, it's very very obsolete. They could have uh, you know purchased uh, recording rights for BTS or something. Maybe something more modern, something less. So you know, it's what TLC thinks it's typical uh, music in Korea. And just, <laughs> it's probably just other segments too. So yeah. yeah Do they give out free meth in in these tents? <laughs> Uh, so I'm not sure which parks uh, they want to visit in the US, like um, free meth, <laughs> free. And people are saying, you know what, meth is super, super expensive. So giving it out for free, not sure, not sure which uh, tent city uh, Devin is visiting, but I, I live in California and in an area where there's more and more tents popping up every day. And, you know, you see a lot of these tent cities popping up um, and... I've never heard of anybody giving out free meth or, or drugs, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if, if meth was free, like our, our drug problem would have been much more severe. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what she was saying. Uh, was she attempting to purchase or acquire <laughs> meth in Korea? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> was she attempting to purchase some meth? <laughs> or acquire, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, purchase would mean that, like, she would pay for it. And obviously, she doesn't think it costs anything. Yeah, sometimes, you know, what, what Devon says, uh, she doesn't really have a filter, like, you know, think twice before you say something. Mm. I don't think this is the case. She just, you know, bluntly says whatever she has on her mind, which we do see in this segment as well when they go to the tent city. Mm -hmm, exactly. I mean, she's sitting there asking his friends if they if they think it's normal that guys look at 
porn selfies or naked girls on their phones. Hello. Yes, they do. I do too. I mean, lots of people <laughs> do, you know, it's Instagram. It's all over the place. Um, is masturbating while she's asleep next to him considered cheating? Yeah, I mean, next to her, it's uh, kind of weird, though, right next to her. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I, I frankly, maybe to me, it's not. And obviously, every relationship works differently. And this is something that I need to discuss. But seeing this segment and seeing like how his friend said, oh, yeah, it's uh, totally normal. We all do this. And, you you know, for Jihon, it's normal. And he never even thought of bringing this up to her. Like, he didn't think Mm -hmm. it would be a problem. So when she asked, like, like, do you have any, like, uh, only fans <laughs> from other cast members? <laughs> like, do you have, uh, like, do, do you perform, you know, sexual acts on, on those uh, pictures? And he said, yes. Like, he didn't hesitate, uh, you know, he obviously could have con- con- concealed this fact. And say, no, no, it just, you know, <laughs> downloaded this by accident. I mean, you know, using your five friends, aka your hands next to your girl while she's asleep is kind of weird. I mean, I got to say that 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 um, that's happened to me back in the day when I was you know, dating um, somebody who I guess I wasn't really into. And so obviously, you know, I turned the other way and I'm like, I'm not into it and just pretending to sleep. And all of a sudden I hear all this ruckus going oh. on. And I was like, you know what? Done. Goodbye. Bye. That was just <laughs> that was such a big turn off for me. Like, ew. Do it somewhere. Do it like go in the bathroom, you know, to do it. God, I was, I guess I was that good at pretending I was asleep, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. This is just, uh, say goodbye, <laughs> delete his number and move to Tent City. <laughs> Live happily. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, were her, were his friends supposed to lie for him? Seriously? Like, isn't his, you know, they're his friends. They're obviously going to stick up for him. Whatever, whatever she asks is like, almost to degrade Jehoon, like, you know, mm-hmm. to make him, to discredit him in front of his friends. And it's like, they're his friends, girl. Like, what are you thinking? They're not going to, they're not going to betray him. Yeah, but the whole situation was super awkward because she said like, uh, oh, this is too uncomfortable for me to talk with Jihoon. So yeah. I uh, ask like the people <laughs> I've never met before and people I don't speak the same language with. I'm going to ask them about this whole, uh, like, Snapchat pornography on, on Jihoon's phone. So she really got him into, like, an embarrassing position. And I do think that his friends were sincere, you know. I, I think they're, like, nearing 30s, but still they were, like, giggling. And, yeah, 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 we do the same. Like, they, they didn't have, uh, like, a reason to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to, to lie about this. Yeah, I, he's funny. And Jihoon is just, he's got a personality. And he says, I've never touched another girl's hand. I'm very pure and innocent. <laughs> <laughs> pure and innocent, yeah. Very he's, clean. So, he's so funny in that, in that aspect. He's just got such a great personality. But, you know, we all know that some social media tea that Devin's moved on. And mm-hmm. um, she's got herself a new B2B. Is that what you call the Korean, uh, the Korean boy band? Uh, BTS, I think. Oh, BTS. Yeah, so she's collecting them well, like one by one. So she needs to, <laughs> to collect all five and then there have been jackpots. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just seeing how this whole drama plays out on social media. So, you know, seeing this whole drama on social media and how it plays out now with, you know, Jikun being abused of uh, 
you know, abused towards Drasilla and now also Taeyang and like how she moved on very quickly with her new uh, Korean-American boyfriend. It just makes uh, like me lose a little bit of interest in, in her storyline because like, you know, watching the storyline is like knowing... Uh, is like knowing an ending to a very uh, unexpected movie, for example, like Fight Club, right? So we know how it's going to end. And I just think all those segments that we see, you know, her asking uh, about pornography and her asking if Jihoon cheated, he, she's just like uh, looking for a way out from the relationship. Yeah. And knowing that she met her new boyfriend on her way to Korea, like back then, before the season started, like she already knew this guy, right? She, so she already knew the guy that she's dating right yeah. now, like while yeah. she was with Jehoon? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. that's what she said. So she was, uh, she met him in the airplane and then they started talking on social media. And I think Jehoon even said that he knows, like she talks to other guys. So, you know, knowing this, it's now apparent that maybe she, she, she just doesn't love Jehoon. And she doesn't want to be the one blamed for, you know, dissolution of their marriage. Mm-hmm. So she's looking something for something to pin on Jihoon, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, on a, she met this guy on a plane on the way to see Jihoon. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that is so funny. But he, I, I mean, he lives in um, LA, right? With her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's so in LA now. Together. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, sounds, yeah, it looks that way. And, it breaks my heart to see that she's just introduced Taeyang to this guy and wearing matching outfits and, you know, posting the pictures on social media just to like, just jab, you know, jab at Jehoon and poor guy. I mean, he's, he's obviously trying to live his life and it's hard to be a father when you're so far away, let alone like, I know, um, some fathers that live three hours, four hours away from their kid. And it's hard to have a relationship, especially when the kid is so small. It's like, it's not like you can call them to say, what's up? How's it going? You know, it's like, yeah. you just, you, you, you gotta be there for the baby. So that's why I hope like Binny and Ariella, like they stay together just for the baby's mm-hmm. sake too. You know, you know, Jahoon also posts pictures of him sending toys and boxes of clothes and gifts to Taeyang. So it's mm-hmm. like, he's, you know, he doesn't want people to think that he's a deadbeat father, or that he's not trying or, or trying to be there for his kid because he is. And he's doing the best that he can being so far away. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope he gets to visit the young like from time to time. And I just hope for the best. I hope he stays in touch with his son. I hope his son will learn uh, Korean mm-hmm. and will be able to, to communicate with his father. Well, and this is where I think that Ariella is much more mature because I did watch her interview the other day when obviously she didn't say like, is she with Binyan now or not? Mm-hmm. But she said that uh, whatever happens, like Binyan is going to stay in her life for, for, the, for the kid. Like then they may not be together, but she, does, she certainly doesn't want him to, to meet uh, her son. And with, with Devon, like, yeah, it just, it's very sad. It's very heartbroken. It is. And in that episode, Devon you know, states once a cheater, always a cheater, um, makes Jihoon deletes all of these pictures that he's collected on his phone for nothing, because mm-hmm. now they're not together no more. And he probably wishes he still had them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you got them off internet, I, I think he still knows like the web address to, to get them. Uh, I think them thought that like actual girls send uh, those pictures to him and that's mm-hmm. what one of her concerns but i don't think so like if you had like hundreds of uh, such uh, you know private photos i i, I just think he's on the time 
Yeah, I mean, <sighs> Jehun is also very young, you know, it's like, he's a guy. Guys are going to be guys. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, I guess, part of learning and growing and being a better person. It seems like he never got the chance to to be a better person for his son. The, the person, the people who loses here is like Jehun's parents, which had nothing to do with yeah. their relationship being broken apart. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe Jehun's mom was laughing her way to like, ha ha ha, you're, you know, I'm going to get my Korean daughter-in-law after all, and you're out of yeah, the picture. She didn't like Devin. <laughs> she didn't like, like Devin. Yeah. <laughs> but his father, such a sweet man too. And, you know, it's just not fair. It's not fair for them not to have their only grandson in the picture. And it's not fair mm-hmm. for Young to not have that experience of having his his uh, Korean family in his life. So I'm hoping that this kid doesn't grow up um, bitter at Jehoon being brainwashed by his mom. You know, you, you don't know the whole situation. We don't know the whole situation, but yeah. the kids are always the one to lose. So hoping that Taeyang grows up happy and gets a chance to be with his uh, father or speak to his father, or have some type of relationship with his father. Yeah, and speak, yeah, it, same here. Speaking of having a relationship with uh, his father or having a good relationship with his father, Submit and his dad, um, Jenny, Submit's father just, what, borrowed money from the bank, his family members, his ex-family members, relatives, whatever, just $20,000 of a loan to just get divorced or to pay off his uh, in-laws. That's quite a huge chunk of money to pay off, I guess. But not really if you think of American people getting divorced here and the alimony that they would have to pay and everything. So might yeah, be the I mean, same. It's still like a huge sum for, for uh, Western countries as well. Uh, $20,000. It's not, you know, not everyone can come up with this uh, mm-hmm. amount of money in a short period of time. And even Jenny, like when she moved to India, she had $6,000 on her banking account. So there are plenty of people who <laughs> don't, don't have such, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, who don't have an ability to, you know, source that, that amount of money. And in India, you know, when we saw Samid, you know, asking about the job, like the wage is $400 per week. It's uh, $400 per month, sorry. Anyways, yeah, so when we saw uh, Samit in India, you know, searching for a job, we also saw that the wages there are not quite the same as in the States. Right. So it, it was definitely difficult, I think, for, for Samit's father to come up with $20,000. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I feel I felt so bad for his father. They They sat there and had a talk about, you know, just... Are you sure you want to be with Jenny? I mean, she's older than me, older than your mother. I mean, you know, is it something you really want to do? You know, in that she's never going to be able to give you a, a family. She's never going to be able to give you just the things that you need, you know, as an Indian man, um, culturally having his own family, his own son, kids, whatever, just is submit the type of guy that's like, as soon as a girl comes along, no matter who she is or what she looks like and just gives him that attention. And he's just like, Oh, I don't get that often. So, you know, I love her. You know, honestly, I think uh, when it comes to Samit and Jenny, they, they really do love each other. And I think the fact that she was his first, you know, sexual partner and that she looks like uh, his, uh, you know, dream girl. So he was saying, like, he, he likes her uh, looks, he likes, uh, you know, fair skin and fair eyes and fair hair. 
and uh, they obviously share like certain sexual fetishes. Oh but God. not many women. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't bring up any of this. <laughs> yeah, but it is important. Like I don't think so many women in India like to, you know, because this is the, the culture where usually, you know, the, the man leads. And obviously, mm-hmm. in Samit and Jenny relationships, Samit likes to be left. So mm-hmm. I think he, he does love Jenny because otherwise, um, maybe with his wife, it would have worked out. Samit said himself, and that's why I don't like this whole storyline, that for a year, he was trying to build this marriage with his ex-wife mm-hmm. and it didn't work. But he was trying, you know, so obviously, like now, uh, this divorce rate in India has been less than 1%. Uh, Samit is, Samit's ex-wife is going to have troubles finding a new husband, right? So in their eyes, she's, you know, I don't want to say this, but she's kind of damaged goods. Now. Yeah, damaged goods. I mean, I, I do feel that Samit and Jenny, they do genuinely love each other too. I agree with you. Um, if, if my son decides to marry somebody older than him, I don't know. I, I, it's a hard call for me. I know that it's a, you know, love is love no matter who you are and what you are. But at the same time, it's like, as a as a parent, I just would want my child to have their own family to just, you know, it's, it's not normal, period, right? It's not normal yeah. at all. So I can't blame Samit's parents or her dad for to say, like, we're not going to support you in this marriage. Mm-hmm which means you cannot be married without my consent, right? That's what it means in India because Samit needs a, a residence. He needs family approval um, from, from my understanding. Is that what you gather too, that he needs approval from his family to get married? I, I think that that's what happened in the, first, uh, in the first season when they went to ask about the marriage license or something like that. So mm-hmm. they were told that uh, it will go to his parents' house. So I'm not sure if they have like to approve this or not. But obviously, it, it, it doesn't matter whether they approve or not, or you know whether do they will show up and, at the wedding. So yeah, and I think you know with Jenny and Samit, I just really hope the storyline won't become another like uh, can you talk to me a baby? But Samit does uh, seem like he doesn't want children, and I mean. Again, mm-hmm. in India, maybe it's not as common, but, you know, in other countries, um, you know, there are a lot of people who are child-free and they just don't want children. And maybe that's why yeah. Jenny is such a suitable partner because we do have another couple on this season who has mm-hmm. a huge age gap and it's not being talked like as often as Jenny and Sami because Jenny, you know, she's a female and, you know, people like look at females from another perspective okay she's too old to give you a baby and you will have to take care of her but we also have armando and uh kenny right and they have almost the same age gap mm. yeah but they already do have children so it's it's a yeah. little bit different when people look at yeah them. you're right maybe Samit just doesn't want to have any children and finally his divorce is finalized michael james is free michael jones is that was that his michael uh... jones yeah so <laughs> michael jones is free <laughs> yeah, he's he's Jekyll to Hyde. Yeah, Michael Jones got divorced, and now Michael Jones has to go work. And this is what like kind of was very again reminiscent of Kenny and Armando uh, type of situation because Jenny doesn't speak Hindi. He doesn't. She doesn't. Oh, I think they speak Hindi in that area. So she doesn't work, and she is bored. She she's already retired, and she wants mm-hmm. Samit to stay home with her and like uh, play yeah. board games and drink tea <laughs> and do cameos together. And you know, obviously they they cannot do do that now because he has to pay pay back. 
$20,000 to this one. Right, exactly. And you're right. It does absolutely reminds me of a little bit of Aryan Binyam's dilemma with the work thing. You know, she wants him to, he has to work because he has to pay back his $20,000 loan. But Jenny's like, doesn't want him to work because she's, she's bored. I mean, at least Danny has, uh, has like a kid. So uh, I get where she's coming from. She's a new mom. Her, her mom is not there yet. And she wants maybe Bini, as he is more experienced with children, he wants him to, to stay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think he has to make money, obviously, to provide for them. But like, at least she has a child. And Jenny, like, there is no real reason for her, you know, to be stuck at home and, uh, you know, ask Sammy to do the same. Because I think that Samit has to pay back his father, like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's his life savings. Exactly. I mean, his father just, I guess, felt guilty about forcing Samit into this marriage. So $20,000 for, uh, for the mental relief of his son. So good for his father, you know, his parents. I mean, they, they seem to be caring of how Samit feels and, and trying to help him, genuinely trying to help him, but at, but at the same time, trying to guide him in the right direction. So who knows? Who knows if they're going to get married or not? I mean, they're saying that they're going to legally um, stop them from getting married, and they will not support them at any cost. So, yeah, I hope they don't get him into the situation again. You know, just go find another girl uh, type of situation, mm-hmm. and that they will they will let him and Jenny because obviously Summit is very stubborn. So I think he will be very persistent in his desire to be to be with Jenny. Mm-hmm. Ah, I agree. I agree. But speaking of uh, marrying couples, somebody who's still married and not divorced, Brittany. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my goodness! This girl is like playing playing with fire. She's uh, Yazan's parents are about to honor kill him in the name of Brittany. Like, I had so much feedback from my friends and from myself. Like, watching this segment was so unsettling, and everyone was genuinely afraid for Foriazan. Like, are you alive? Everyone started to write. You're like, hey, maybe we need to send CIA. Someone said, maybe we need to send CIA to rescue you. Yeah. So, this is not, no jokes, no jokes. In this it's not. And the whole time she's in, back in the US, acting like she's doing him a favor you know, by being with him. And it's like, I, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people dislike Brittany is because of the way she's, her, her attitude and just the way that she is. It's just so heartbreaking to see that he's being exiled by his, by his family and he's all alone. And you could tell how close the relationship is between him and his brother, just at that little yeah. scene, right? I was yeah. like, that's so heartwarming to see that they are a very close family. And Brittany is coming in between them and she doesn't even give a shit about him she doesn't care she doesn't she doesn't even want to be there yeah so i mean with britney and this whole storyline obviously a lot of people do dislike her uh because she she doesn't realize what kind of repercussions her behavior has on uh on yazan and his well-being so we've seen him to go from you know 100 to zero like within one episode, so he became homeless. Uh, he started working like 14 hours a day. 
he has troubles with his family and you know obviously there are some rumors circulating and she is just all about me like you don't do stuff for me and i deserve better and stuff like that and obviously yazan is like he is very attractive and his brother is also very attractive like, yeah lots of girls comment that wow, yes, wow they are this very... man yeah I like it's very you. easy for them to to to, to find another girlfriend uh but he does love Britney like I yeah. think the sacrifices he's making for Britney is something that should be admired mm-hmm. by, by her like seeing how much he he's willing to sacrifice how hard he's going to work for her uh to be able to live together and to come there but he is expecting that she's going to give something in return and that mm-hmm. something is her you know behavior and social media her type of post she's posting oh my god <laughs> yeah I, I think like even some people you know, there are obviously there are conservative people everywhere, and not everyone is going to be very accepting of what she's posting. But you know, she has a right to it. Like, she, she, it's her personality, it's her like side hustle. She she's having her page, and she likes like, you know bikini photos, and oh she's my only fans. So I felt yeah, so I mean, uncomfortable. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I felt yeah. so uncomfortable when Yazan's father was like, "Look at this picture." It was like a Britney, a picture of like Britney's butt hanging out and you know she's in a skimpy little bikini <laughs> she's like yeah, well nobody <laughs> she's like yeah, nobody's yeah. around <laughs> or some less conservative more liberal people it's nothing wrong like it's just a bikini photo she's not completely naked but for jordan and especially for his family because obviously in jordan yeah. we have also more liberal liberal people so i think yazan is more liberal uh, but his family is very conservative yeah. So seeing that bikini photo, they obviously think that this is almost naked. Like she's naked. Yeah, she is pretty much naked. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but the fact is that also other people can can see it. And yeah, know, his, uh, his uncle. Oh my god, his, his uncle. uncle every, everybody knows what Britney looks like in Jordan. Like everybody there, his uncle, his whole family knows what she. <laughs> she's so the next time she shows up there, they're like, "Girl, you don't need to be covering up. We already know what you got." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with his family, she was always wearing like uh, you know headscarf and yeah, she was go covered and on, a, oh yeah, and on a social media like <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, Yazan, I don't think Yazan is fully accepting of this, uh, at least based on what we see on the show. And he just thinks, okay, but she's going to convert uh, to Islam, and obviously, like she's going to change her behavior. And now and then, like we see segments of Britney, she, she's like, no, I'm not gonna change. I'm gonna do me. This is me. This is what I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like there is no issue with that. Like if she wants to post those pictures, like go ahead. If she do, wants, do if she wants to wear her bikini top upside down, do it. Go for it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see that? to judge. Yeah. Did the you? upside down bikini was like, oh my god. Well, what? in the in the stripper world, um, I heard that that's pretty common for them to do so i guess it's normal to wear your bikini top upside down it's a new trend yeah i, I thought it was an accident but apparently it's <laughs> like uh, the new trend like you said yeah so just you know seeing that and uh, her uh, her response to all that like i'm sacrificing so much and like Girl, what are mm. you sacrificing? Like, yeah, to Yazan. She even said, you're super selfish. What have you done for me? And it's like, are you serious, girl? He's about to get killed for you. That's what, oh, it's, it's just amazing that she's so self-absorbed and just thinks about herself all the time. But uh, what happened to that car accident? Did he, 
he 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 called Brittany and just blaming it on her and and i was like wait wait what did he just get himself into an accident you know i it yeah. looked like his car was just destroyed yeah it looked pretty severe like this whole accident yeah at so, least he's he's like alive at least he's at least he's okay the car accident um didn't kill him before his before his family did. <laughs> yeah oh my god poor guys i'm just thinking about it yeah but i think he, this his whole approach was completely wrong you know I think what he was trying to convey is like, look, I'm working 14 hours uh, for you and I bought a new car because obviously Brittany was always, you know, money oriented. And that's not a secret. Like she says it herself. She wants to be like financially supported by her partner, which again, nothing wrong with that. But uh, even try to remember any uh, like foreigner who paid for tickets for an American to come to their country on the show. I don't remember this happening. And Yazan was always like sending her money for tickets and stuff. So obviously he's going to, he was trying to impress her and it, it went wrong because I don't know, he, he couldn't drive this car or something. So yeah, I think, I think he shouldn't have blamed it on, on Brittany, but I think uh, he was just too you know, nervous. And uh, he did mention that like, you know, Brittany maybe doesn't want to be with him. So, you know, we see he, he, he's very stressed, right? Looking mm-hmm. at Yazan, he, he's like aged five years and a week. And <laughs> I love he looks rough. I love that meme that you did of Yazan aging five years. <laughs> so yeah, true. I mean, looks stressful as, you know. So, obviously, like, this whole situation with his family and the pressure to provide for Britney and then Britney saying that maybe she doesn't necessarily want to marry him mm-hmm. right now. She just divorced, which she doesn't know yet. Yeah. So, I don't think she I don't think she wants to marry the guy at all, honestly. Speaking of super selfish and cheating, cheat stick, Tim and Melisa. Cheat stick. <laughs> cheat stick, yeah. Cheat stick. <laughs> He's not a cheese stick. He's a cheat stick. I mean, okay, so they both cheated on each other. I mean, she's saying that she wasn't with him, and he's just like, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, should uh, Tim have the right to, to include his mother in the drama? I mean, Melisa is always like her family, her family, her family, and she has this whole family behind her, and they all hate Tim. So why can't Tim? <laughs> so why can't Tim like tell his mom? You know, he yeah, needs some support too. I think this whole situation started from like nobody should have talked about this with his like with their parents before they started resolving things. It made matters much worse. And seeing, you know, uh, Tim was apologizing to her mom, to her dad, to her tias, to the whole population of Colombia, you know, and it was very like, she was parading him and seeing like, oh, Tim cheated, Tim cheated. Uh, and now Tim is in the situation where he wants to tell his mom about her dating this other guy and she says no no it's my business says, i don't think i think it's a, a little bit like of uh, a double standard like it's a little bit hypocritical on her part mm-hmm. because she did make him you know cry and apologize <laughs> and speak in spanish <laughs> and say like oh i'm so sorry like my culpa and i i thought this guy like he certainly has some psychological issues like many people do and he's working on them with psychologists and I think this whole you know parading uh, of his uh, guilt in front of Colombia uh, it, it made matters worse and made his bro- 
his progress like go backwards. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. It's been it's been eighteen episodes and we are still discussing this. Oh my god! Yeah, you just reminded me. Eighteen freaking episodes, and we're still talking about the same shit. <laughs> yeah, same old shit. Cheats. Yeah, I mean, at least Kenny and Armando are finally attempting to go and get married. Um, unfortunately, they get shot down, and um, they don't. You know, they come home, and it's just—it was such a sad episode for them just to see that. I mean, Armando's firsthand experiencing that it is absolutely just hard to to be in a relationship, same-sex relationship in Mexico. You know, not only are they not accepted and they've been through people calling him names in public and him being afraid for Hannah and himself and his little family, um, just coming out in Mexico is just, it's hard, man. It takes It takes a lot of guts to just to do that he's like he thought he was just gonna skate by and get married and not learn the language and you know live happily ever after but they're experiencing really difficult trials that they just have to go through and hopefully they hopefully they make it you know make it through and get married I mean otherwise people are saying why isn't why isn't Armando coming to the States to get married? It would be so much easier for him to get married in the States. I mean, the, the representative that worked at the marriage, the marriage place, the marriage license place, she seemed like she was willing to help him, right? She, she's just like, you know, the constitution says you can, but the law says no. So it, you know, she's giving them some guidance about making a complaint in the human rights department. And she said she was willing to help speed up the process. So I'm hoping that things work out for them. And because what, what did he say? I, I don't want to fight a war to marry someone I love. That's so heartbreaking to, to hear, you know, because you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have a problem. Like Kenny is always crying. Like I, have, I don't remember a single episode where he wasn't crying. But this one, this one was real. Like this one where I would have cried too because he he's just very upset. He, he cannot... Uh, have the same rights li- right, that uh, the opposite sex couples do have in Mexico. And I hope that, you know, from what I read, that when enough people within that state in Mexico get married, mm-hmm. that it will set a legal precedent where other couples don't won't necessarily have to go through all this whole complicated process that even Armando doesn't understand. Yeah, but so I do, have, I do hope like, that it will work out for these two. Like, I, I have my fingers crossed. That wraps up our episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Harvest, for co-hosting with me. I had a lot of fun with you. Thank you, Drama. It was uh, a lot of fun uh, being your co-host today. It was a great pleasure uh, recapping this episode. And for all the followers who want to follow me on, for all the listeners who want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at 90dayharvestusd. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Harvest USD, where I post some videos about uh, 90 day drama and behind the scenes. Thank you so much. And thank you again for listening, y'all. Have a good one. Bye.